Jack, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I, we just we just played golf together and I beat him, so yeah. I'm feeling great. Individually, you beat me, but teams wise, you lost. So don't let him see you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Union goals scored by AJ and Luke, the Goofy Brothers. Hey guys, Stupid Brothers Podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. I'm AJ down in Fredericksburg, Virginia, joined by my co-host and my brother. I am Luke. I'm up here in Philly, and it's episode 101, and we have a pretty packed episode for everyone. Yeah, it's uh, super awesome. Yeah. Um, I know it, we, we, we've been off for a bit of time, so we made up for it for packing in a bunch into this episode. So Now, to, to be fair, and our listeners don't know this, but they're going to learn it, we recorded an episode two weeks ago with Mr. Nate Harrell we did. right after his first start. It was awesome. It was hilarious. It was insightful into his first start as an MLS pro. Um, but Jack McGlynn hacked our system and deleted the recording so that he could be on episode 101 with us. And so the second half of this episode, ladies and gentlemen, we have a double interview. We've got Nathan Harriel and Mr. Jack McGlynn with the Doobie Brothers. So make sure you tune to the second half of this episode. Uh, make sure you listen to it. I, it is awesome. Um, almost to the point where me and Luke will never interview another union player without having a second union player because the way they go back and forth, these two, they live right near each other in the same apartment building. Um, and you could just tell that these two, uh, they're boys. They're 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 just giving it to each other, just like me and Luke do. It was it was awesome. It was probably our best interview to date. It, um, it was fun. Yeah, it was it was yeah. a good time. It might go like Charlie Lyon, Nate and Jack, Aaronson brother. I don't know. I don't know. Wow. I know disrespect to, to Fontana and Jason Davis and our countless other guests, but okay, no, yeah. Well, I mean Charlie Lyon is. <laughs> we can't we can't drag this out because we have so much to talk about we're going yeah. to talk about the champions league we're going to talk about the orlando statement win we'll talk about um i don't know well this a little bit that and then we'll send you on to that interview all right so biggest game in union history i feel like I feel like i've said that before but mm -hmm. this was really the biggest game in union history am i right yeah i think that's true no, I'm not saying it wasn't true before, but that's just it, it, yeah. we're, we're moving the goalposts. And I, it's going to be hard to top this one probably for a while too, unless we like make it to MLS Cup, which you know isn't impossible. But you know, yeah, yeah. I guess I guess last year when we were saying, "Oh, biggest game in Union history, biggest game in Union history," we knew that those would lead to this biggest game in history yeah. because Champions League. Okay, okay, yeah. But we didn't know we would get to the semifinals of Champions League. That's true. So, um, yeah, obviously, semifinals of Champions League. We end up losing, of course. We're not in it, blah, blah, blah. But let's talk about that game. Luke, you were there. I watched on TV. Um, my question is you to you. Uh, tell me about kind of the lead-up. I was loving all the updates on Twitter, seeing pictures. Uh, Matt George is doing a real great job of updating, sending pictures of club america fans outside the gate like two hours before 
the gates even open. They're just like in line, ready to get into the stadium. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. So real cool tailgating pictures like this uh, meat, these meat towers to sh- that they were shaving. Um, it looked awesome on the outside and from Virginia, it looked great. Tell me about how it felt, if you felt anything different on what you saw. Let me hear it. Yeah, I mean, it, it felt unlike any Union game I'll probably ever go to um it was it was wild and it was i mean yeah we were union fans were outnumbered by Club america fans and i i know we probably should have expected that but i didn't really think about that going into this game and how fast the diff- the numbers difference would be um but yeah i mean once i we once pulling pulling up to the, our lot we we could tell that like there's you know a bunch of cars still waiting to get in and, and waiting to get to their spot so like you could tell like all right this is it just already feels a little different just with that, and again, getting, getting into the stadium, into the stadium, and um, yeah, it, it had a different vibe. It, it felt there's a lot of energy, and um, I mean, in my personal experience, I didn't have any problems or see anything going crazy with with any Club America fans. I know that there were some other experiences that that people that did have great experiences in, in interaction with with the Club America fans, but for me, they all seemed fine. That we were in section one one twenty six. So I didn't really get to see their whole setup, the whole all the flags, and I could hear the drums definitely. But like you know, like the smoke bomb when the goal scored, like I I could see some of that, but I didn't really get a full scope of what that looked like until after the game, until I saw like all how impressive that really looked on 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 screen and and from the other side. Um, but like during the game, I, I and during you know the night, I I was felt like I don't know, you kind of feel this like kind of like disappointment in like. No, I, I'm not. I'm not trying to like bash on any Union fans or anything like that. It is what it is. But like, we did just because it's a home field. You want the home field advantage. We, I knew we needed everything to go well, like be perfect for us, and not having like really having a home field advantage with all the Club America fans and how loud they were and how passionate they were cheering for their team. Like, we didn't really have that kind of like that should have been Union fans. You know, we we want to have that intimidated atmosphere for the other team and not like have them feel comfortable being you know, rooted for it and, and, and in a away game. So it's like, I kind of felt like, ah, oh, that's, that sucks. We're not going to like, there was the sons of Ben sounded great. Like union fans were, were still cheering. And, and honestly, that's, it was the loudest I'd ever heard our dad cheer for in union games. Cause we were trying to like, you know, do our part, you know, one up all the, you know, countless Club America fans around us, like trying to do like every union corner, we were shouting union doing the claps, like, that's the loudest I heard dad ever do that, which is cool. Cause we we're trying to like, all right, this is, you know, we got to try to do our part, you know, cause it would have been so outnumbered, but it was, which is cool. Like, I, but I was, I felt it was like, I was like kind of frustrated that we weren't, you know, the, the louder side of the, the stadium in our own stadium. But I mean, think about it for the Club America fans. Like it was probably unreal for them because so many of them was probably, they probably never got to see Club America play in, in real life. Cause a lot of them probably, you know, live in America. There's, I know, I know we saw flags from like all over the country, people traveling to this game, which is like so incredible. And it's probably such a special moment for these people to see their team in, in, in real life. Like, I don't know how many people actually got to see that before that, that were in the stadium. So that's such a special moment for them. And, you know, you, you have to give props to them for how passionate they were, they were for their team and how loud they were in, in, in that stadium. And it was, it was, I mean, it was impressive. It was really cool to see. Um, it's just one of those things where you kind of realize how further back American soccer is in terms of history, you know, like 
you kind of had that kind of American soccer like insecurity that I feel like American soccer fans have when we kind of compare ourselves to other countries and other other leagues and stuff like that and you kind of it really puts it right in front of your face like how different it is because of how young American soccer is compared to these other countries and other teams but it was in the moment I was like frustrated but I know like looking back now it's like okay that was a pretty special night that I'm never going to experience again well yeah you uh gave a very logical take to that and uh yeah well done to you for being a logical sports fan <laughs> uh, a logical philly fan logical soccer fan uh I, that, that's yeah. also the benefit of being able to think about it after like a week right i, right. I know in the moment you know that's what that's what fans are fans are irrational in the moment because we love our team and it doesn't make sense usually right um yeah because I was just kind of thinking, like, when have you and I probably been the loudest and the most, like, gung-ho about our union fandom? It's probably when we've gone on our away trips to New England, to Colorado, mm -hmm. to Minnesota, and that's when we've done that. Now, these fans, this might be, the like you said, the only time they ever get to see their club uh, in, in person. And so, yeah, and, and like you said, there were definitely people from Tennessee texas i mean they're traveling from all over the country because club america is in america in the united states and mm -hmm. so it is very cool um yeah i get the experience or the disappointment of like you know it's you not, want... i wouldn't maybe it's not disappointment maybe it's more just like i don't know frustration like i don't want to say like I, I i'm mad that union fans didn't get all these tickets because it's just good on club america for for doing that um you know i, I just don't want to come off that way no, yeah, and I, I think it's more of a, um, oh, gosh, I can't think of the word, a grounding, uh, bringing you back to earth kind of moment. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, we're we're we got an awesome fan base. We've got an awesome oh, for sure. We've got an awesome um, stadium situation. Everything's like we're we're going in the right direction. But then, oh wait, there is another level out there. There's there's fans who have generations of fans we are 11 what, 11 12 years into our club's history mm -hmm. we don't have a generation before this that was a fan of this club whereas like you know club america has been around for a long time they've you know hey my grandparents went to sit um, and i'm just kind of speaking on my butt i don't know how long they've been around but um certainly they've got like generations of their family who you know there could be three generations at that game on wednesday night that are club America fans for their whole life. And, and so it's, um, yeah, union have a great thing going and we're growing. And, uh, I think we're seeing that Liga MX is, um, seeing the potential of the American fan and, uh, just the market that is available in Amer uh, America, um, the potential that we have, but there is another level that's already there. And, um, it's nothing, it's not like union, because I feel like this take came out, is that the union have done something wrong and that they did not market well enough. And there might be arguments to that. And I'm not saying you're wrong if you're arguing that, but mm -hmm. I also think that you have to put in perspective that if you're trying to compare the union to Club America, you're, you're comparing apples to apple trees. Like we're an apple right now 
but there's a whole tree where this that's got apples upon apples on it right. leaves branches and stuff and um yeah I, I don't think that the union have done anything I, I think the league itself is doing very well and you i mean you see that and now liga mx is uh i was listening to the radio today they're talking about how liga mx is talking about a merger and um mls has been a little more bullish a little more or a little more uh uh reserved reserved yeah in their take about merging with league mx but league mx has been a little more, i guess they've been a little more bullish and a little more out front saying yeah we're going to merge with them because they see the potential of the american market um but uh yeah so that kind of goes into like i saw complaints about empty seats but i think it's just the crowd there's a lot more traffic a lot more um slowing people down and getting to their seats some people complain about the this this was uh, this was something that kind of got to me it's like i saw people on twitter complaining about not having a full stadium when i know certain twitter people are in the region and it's like hold on if you're in within like an hour of the stadium you shouldn't be tweeting about empty seats when you're not there because you obviously have a reason and so there's a reason for joe and steve and whoever to not be there as well um but i also think that it was pretty it was a packed crowd like there were people like along the like the top row of like uh you know where, where like the river or the beer deck is like all mm-hmm. along the, the the perimeter people were standing and watching so i think people were just like they found different spots that they wanted to watch i don't i I can't. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was pretty much a a, a sold out crowd. And okay, and that's yeah. that's that's kind of what I imagine. I imagine the tweets were being fired out before the whole crowd got in, or or something like that. And mm-hmm. I think that just the magnitude of the moment was bigger than maybe fans are used to, and the lines are maybe longer. I, I don't know oh, what for sure. Yeah. Um, and that's that's a good thing. I think it's. I think there's also a learning experience in being in something like this where we've we've never had this before this is like we've had international friendlies but we've never had a serious competition in our building like how awesome yeah. is this like and i was thinking regardless of the result um and goodness we haven't even talked soccer yet yeah uh, regardless of the result we got an awesome experience like you just said you got to go to a game with an experience that you've never experienced before and and me sitting here in virginia i'm like darn man like that sucks i missed this awesome experience and like thinking of like the best soccer experiences I've had in stadiums. I've had a good amount of really awesome ones, but you and me have shared all the best moments. And you're saying this is like one of the top ones, if not the top. And um, that's because the union did something awesome and they got to a semifinal of an international tournament. And they had a team from Mexico come to their stadium. And regardless of the result, you, as a Philadelphia soccer fan living in Philly got to experience something super awesome. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I feel like a lot of that's just kind of like forgotten upon among our like minute little complaints like, Oh, well, right. Yeah. You know, the raft was bad or, you know, so let's get into the game. Are you, yeah, let's just, before we get into soccer, I feel like since we're talking to the off soccer stuff, I feel like it, it needs to be addressed that there was some not, uh, very tragic event that happened after the game. Um, a, fi- well, a, a reported called America fan uh, died from an incident that happened outside of Pats in, uh, in 
the, the night after the, the the night of the game um which is just horrifying that this happened um and you know i i i, I don't want to speculate or talk about what you know what actually occurred to to, to um you know cause the scuffle or anything but it, it just it sucks that that occurs from a sporting event and you know people get carried away it's not I don't I, I don't want to put it as indication of like all Club America fans or anything like that or because it's just you know just people being you know getting caught up in stuff but there's a GoFundMe for the victim's parent or family um you know all the expenses that that, that they have to deal with now are um that got put up by at Zach Union on Twitter um if anyone wants to you know support that because that's you know, it's just a horrifying thing to happen after a soccer or any sporting event, really. So it's, you know, I, I, I know we're talking about this kind of like in, this this once in a lifetime kind of experience, but I, I feel like that had to be addressed as well because that's, you know, terrible. So I don't know how to segue out of that, but now we can, wow, I feel so like we, we should, we can talk about soccer now, you know. All right, cool. So uh, we've got like our biggest episode yet. But let's talk about losing a soccer game because uh, we did lose, and you know that happens. Um, I, I think we now, if you look at the two clubs, money being spent, we're clearly not going to be spending as much as the Liga MX team. Honestly, we're not spending as much as many MLS teams. Um, I, uh, gosh, I don't even know where to begin. I'll, I'll start with a diamond, a couple diamonds. I thought. Kai Wagner looked awesome. I think he was up to it. I think he was a guy who now we know that he's got aspirations to play in Europe and wants potentially a move overseas. Um, I thought he was absolutely awesome. And he played awesome against uh, Club America and awesome against Orlando, which we'll get to. Um, if we, gosh, we've got a lot to talk about. But I thought he was absolutely a diamond on our team. Yeah, um, by far our best player. That's gonna be my union best. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, 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 I mean your next point. Like the whole defense looks solid. I feel like they mm-hmm. they knew their job and they were determined to not let a goal in as as much as possible. And for the most part, they they did well. And you know the goals came when things got stretched and the union were were a little bit desperate. But for the most part, yeah, it looked really solid. I mean. I, I I feel really, really comfortable with our back line after this performance. I'd say that's kind of been our MO too, is like we're not giving up a lot of goals. Yeah. Our our struggles have all come from the front of the field. Not to just like shad on our forwards and midfield and stuff, but like more praise to our backs, you mm-hmm. know, between our defense and obviously Blake. We've just been very comfortable. I feel like it hasn't been many games where we're just like uncomfortable in the back like we're usually pretty Blake hasn't been making saves that save us points in games like sure he's no one's ever gonna say he doesn't like impact the game but like I feel like last year he was a huge reason for why we got probably about 15 points out of that season and I feel like this year he's had a little bit of an easier year. I feel like his defense has been pretty solid. He's made a handful of great saves, obviously, because that's what he does. But I feel like the defense has been pretty clean. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're just getting stronger, too. I feel like you see a step up in, in Glesnes and Elliott's game. 
for sure. And, you know, Baidu's finding his form and, and figuring it out. And, and Bagger, like you said, he, he was awesome. And he's been doing his job as, as he does because he's one of the best left backs in the league. Yeah. So then moving forward, um, gosh, the union, they, they pressed, they worked hard. They, they did not look like they were completely outmanned during this game. The parts where they missed it were obviously in the front because they couldn't score. Um, not saying anything like groundbreaking there, but like that might be the main difference between a team that spends and a team that doesn't spend. And I know we're just a broken record that keeps saying the same thing, but like if you're not going to spend on a guy who scores goals, you're not going to win games. Mm-hmm. And there's only like one DP in the league. I think I heard this day. There's one DP who plays on defense. That's a guy on Atlanta. Every other DP is someone who plays in the midfield or up top. I mean, there, there's reason for that. And, yeah. um, you know, we have one DP and it's Montero. Um, I, honestly, I think just to, to go to Montero, I think he had a rough game. Yeah, I think I, I he think was trying. A, little bit of a rough, rough stretch right now. I think I don't. I know uh, where where you put in the Orlando notes that he's all over the place. Wasn't feeling it. I feel like it's kind of like a general Montero feeling right now. And, and <laughs> okay, oh, sorry. I I also I meant to say he was feeling it, and I feel like he, he I thought he actually. I, my he's take was that he was it. having I a think good he's game. Doing awesome. Actually, you're right. Orlando, he did have a good game, but <laughs> <laughs> I destroyed. <I> <laughs> Because I, I actually had like good notes about Montero there, but I was I was going. Um, but anyway, I don't, I don't know if we know where Montero is. That's where where does Montero fit in? So he's um, God, that's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> okay, I I do think should okay. Let me let me throw the seat. He missed the PK. Should he have been taking it? I get. I mean, who else is like I I don't know who's the best option like. I'm not. I, I wasn't against I, him taking it, but I'm also like, Casper took one in the next game. We're gonna talk about Ace sure. Yeah, but did you have much confidence in Casper going in that Club America game to take make that PK? I'd I'd say yeah. just as much as Montero, and I don't know. If so anyone, like, I think I think the question against Montero taking it more is so is again is where is he mentally? Where is he um, with like, is he? fully committed right now to the union is like where just with everything that went on in the past month with him yeah i, is I don't, he the guy? I, don't oh, so I don't know that mm-hmm. I don't i'm just know saying that. like biggest i just i don't know I'm if that's saying, a big I'm... factor of <laughs> i'm gonna keep talking uh, i don't know if that's a big factor right now because i feel like he he was trying like i don't i don't i didn't question any of that stuff i just feel like in his in that game he was trying too hard to do everything and it just and it just derailed his game even worse um and i feel like once the union figured out that they would they were only able to attack through the flanks like and the crosses were going that was that was working but like i i don't think montero had had i don't think it was the game for montero to really step up and perform with with the way that the only way the Union were able to successfully attack was through the flanks and then crossing it in. Like Montero doesn't really fit into that kind of style. 
Yeah, I think you I think you also hit on something for the kind of the theme of the year, a a theme of the year. So Montero feels like he has to do too much. I think he's missing a guy like Aronson who can do a lot of the hustling, a lot of the stuff around him and let him kind of be his creative self. Mm-hmm. Because you know, like Flock will win the ball. Bedoya does his like kind of quiet stuff, but important stuff. But like we don't have an offensive guy who um, is able to pair up with Montero. Like Gazdag has not been that guy, and um, we we desperately want him to be. But to this point, he is not yet. And so Montero is kind of stuck trying to be a little more than maybe he's able to be. And and it's yeah, it's got to be a lot. Um, but it is. It's also like thinking about it right now, like. I think I think his best position is the eight, but because of guys like not really clicking yet, I think right now, like and in the Club America game, Montero the ten was the best option in the moment with the, how everyone's playing. So like he's kind of forced into this role where I think it's 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 not his most his, his strong suit. You know, I think at the eight, that's that's where he really thrives and like does all the things that made us fall in love with him. But like and then it's also like you throw in like the, the Leon Flack um, factor because he's been playing great too and does a really great job with the number eight in a, in a different way. But it's it's hard to take him off the field if he's performing really well. Montero can do a serviceable job usually at the ten, and and if we just wait and give and be patient with Gazdag and see if he can fill in as like a second trigger or a super sub or something like that while he's acclimating to the team and everything. So I think mm-hmm. it's it's not all like Montero's like fault or anything like that. It's just kind of the situation where we've been in before with trying to force a guy into the number ten when that's not really his main position. Yeah, yeah, I think you hit on something else, or like it might not might not even be that like Montero hasn't figured out his best thing. It might be we haven't figured out the best ten, and, and we don't know if it's Gazdag or or what. But then then that's got a trickle down effect. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Let's let's jump into positive. Back into MLS play, we needed ourselves a win, and we got one against Orlando. And I'm done. I was going to say this because uh, I didn't get to tweet it because he didn't play, but I'm going to just going to say it, okay? <laughs> okay. Because this this should have been a viral tweet had this guy played, but had Nani played, I was ready to tweet this for the Bradley League game. Ready? AJ's more excited about this line than the, even the interview that we have next. No, this, yeah, you can probably turn that tune out after this because this is this is it right here. All right, buckle up. There we go. Nani, 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 nani. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. That's great. So sons of Ben, there you go. There's your next one. Next time we play against Orlando with Nani, um, I really wanted to be on the field, but I, I had that tweet locked and loaded. Of course, he didn't play. Um, but man, man, nice, nice little game for the Union there. Uh, they they were pressing, they were pushing pretty much from the straight straight forward. Um, they had the same lineup from the Champions League semi. Uh, people are saying that's kind of like Curtin's way of saying like we got to keep our foot on the gas. That team in the Champions League semifinal played awesome, very strong, played with a club, strong Club America team. So we're bringing that same intensity, same team to an Orlando game at home. And they they looked good. 
again mm -hmm. uh, the only thing that i complained about um i did this on twitter somewhere i said there's lots of crosses there's just cross after cross and i was ready for some i was i said i was ready for the homegrowns to be subbed in for fresh new ideas and that was like it's good to dominate and not let the other team get chances but we needed more of an idea than letting Ty and Olivier just kick the ball into the box to three players. Yeah, but I, I'd say to be a little bit of a devil's advocate there, um, like just what, what I kind of mentioned in the Club America game, that, that was where the Union were able to find success was, you know, through these crosses. How many how many goals did they score? Well, no, I'm saying like this is the this is the best way the Union attack, and, and, and in the Orlando game it showed that that's – true because that's that's kind of where, where they were successful and I, I know it's repetitive and that's like a little bit frustrating it's like it's kind of a, a one-trick pony kind of thing but if that's really what's only working and they can't really play through the middle with martinez martero and whoever else i i think that's we kind of have to lean into what we can really do so if it's a more simple potentially annoying offense of like a lot of crosses if it works right, in MLS, gonna, I don't know. I'm going to argue with you here. Um, what Define success. We beat offense. Orlando with this. Oh, okay. Where did they score on a cross? But I mean, saying like that's that's the way that they broke down Orlando. That's how they they won in, in the, with the, using this offense. I don't know. Which, which, which goal? Which goal came off a cross? Um, that's a good question. It's a great question because none of them did. I, yeah. their, their success came from pressing. That, that, yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm the. I, I don't think there is success in just crossing. I think the success comes from pressing and using technical abilities in the middle. I think and we will. We talked to Jack and Nate in the second half of this episode about their technical abilities and how strong homegrowns are. And I think as a club, we need to progress from being a team that just crosses to a couple strikers who are not scoring on crosses to a club that can play the ball technically through another team. Um, I, we, we didn't score. We have not scored on a cross. Like, we didn't score against Club America. We didn't score on the cross against Orlando. Um, sure, I in my Sunday league, I call my I play center back. I call my outside backs close to me to allow. Sure, go down the outside, cross the ball into the middle. I've got plenty of defenders in the middle. You can have it out there and cross it in all you want, because that's that's it's low percentage. But if if they're countering if they force me as a center back to run backwards because they're coming at me down the middle that's that's a different story that that makes me struggle even more um do you I think we have the the players that can play down the middle though like that's what i'm saying like we don't like that's that was Arrington, really i i think you are hitting the nail on the head where we do not we i think that's what we looked for in gazdag i think we might if he so gets activated. so how are we going to play this way if we don't have the guys that this play this way that you want to play so that's that's the <laughs> that is my tweet that i said thank i am that's exactly why i said i am looking for 
the homegrowns to come in with new ideas. I think guys like Paxton, Quinn, um, Jack, they can force the issue more than what we have with uh, have been doing with what's been on the field. I think guys like Quinn Sullivan, I think he is forcing defenders to turn and run backwards. If you're a defender and you're backpedaling and you can see across from your left and you can see the defender to your right, it's easier to defend than Quinn running right at you and you're you're turning and now you're running back towards your own goal. I think the same thing with Paxton, the guy. Now, granted, we have a very small sample size with them. And I'm not saying that this is 100% guaranteed, but what I am saying is that I have not seen a, a high percentage with let's just let Olivier and Kai cross the ball a lot. Um, so I, I just want to see some new ideas. I, I think I don't want to be super negative and say, I don't know if we have the team to go win MLS cup right now, but could we in a couple of years, if we, if we improve on certain things, maybe, maybe, but I don't think, you're going to win MLS cup by having guys just cross the ball 27 times. But if you, if you develop and have players, you can technically play through the middle and create in different ways, whether, all right, now I've got a guy who I've got to watch in the middle and I've got a guy on the outside, Olivia and Bizo who can cross the ball. Now I've got to start thinking there's two ways they're coming at me. And, and so that's kind of where I'm, I'm thinking like we need more ideas. I'm not saying I have the answer in Paxton and Quinn. I'm saying instead of let's just have a test with answer A, let's let's have A, B, and C, where now I've got left, right, middle, long ball. Like we've got different things coming at us. I, I, I sometimes I think we gotta be a little more direct. Let's just play the ball. Let's play the ball long. Let's play it in the space. I feel like we Let's, do that a lot, though. Yeah, but we I don't think we're playing. I think Sergio needs to be more of a guy. I, I i think sometimes when he is on and he can press, I think, oh, great. Let's let's have Sergio run. I think Sergio needs to be a little bit stronger. I've said this plenty of times where I think he falls over and uh, is hurt a lot. But I think sometimes he can also be the most dominant guy on the field. And if we got that guy then yeah, let's, let's kick the ball long. Let's get after it. Let's make the defenders turn and run. Um, that's, that's what I, I think we need more ideas. I think our idea of, yeah, we got two good defenders who can cross. Cool. I don't think that's enough to, uh, develop our attack to a super dominant team. Gosh, I feel like we've been talking a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think we've both been going on some rants tonight. I, I, I really think so, too. <laughs> um, okay, so just just time-wise, we got to wrap this up because uh -huh. uh, we've, we've got this super interview. Um, Let's see. So we uh, any drama? Let's see. Gosh, Montero, when I'm just looking at our notes, free kick, Casper elbowed a dude. Yeah, I wonder you. we kind of screw on it if he'll be disciplined on that. Kai's pressure led to the turnover, which led to him getting the goal for himself. Montero pressured the ball in the box to set Casper up for an easy one. Casper mm -hmm. gets a PK that Sergio earned. I think one of the tweets that was my favorite was from uh, Kevin Kincaid. He said that Casper Shabilko should take the entire team out for dinner because they all set him up um, with a couple goals on a platter. I think that was a very good take. Um, now you, the last thing I think we should talk about is just 
is there drama right now because Sergio earned the PK, but Casper took the ball and took it? What do you think about that? We uh, just talked about PKs with Montero. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, and obviously Casper scored this one, which is great. But um, yeah, it was interesting seeing on the field like obviously Sergio Sergio wins this PK and and he was a difference maker once he got got into the field like he was he was playing great. So he, you know he kind of it deserves the rights to the PK in this in this instance. Um, and I, I I know I, I agree with that, but also like Casper could use a goal too. Like honestly, all of our strikers could use a goal. So that's um that's great. But uh, it was a uh, there was some drama. Like Sergio was not happy that Casper took the took the took the ball, and it was. He he was he ran to Curtin, kind of like make his case. I think Pat Noonan was involved too, and then you know Flock and Glesens are trying to cons- you know calm him down, get get his head straight, and he didn't really care to celebrate once Casper scored the the PK. So you know you get heated in the moment. I don't know if this is really like these two guys are are have really against each other, or like they're not going to work well or anything. Like I don't really believe that. I think they actually the two strikers I want to see the most in in a starting lineup but it was just kind of something interesting to see like you know and when i you know being at the stadium you got to see kind of all that unfold and i i really i hope it's just in the moment you get guys are competitive they they all want to score their you know their strikers that's that's their job so you know you get it get you know carried away with that kind of thing but i i really hope there isn't any kind of drama because we really need these guys clicking and working together because we don't we need a collective effort from my strikers to score goals really and none of literally none of them can can carry this team so that's it was concerning but also like we were winning and won the game so like it wasn't like a huge red flag that we should really dwell on i i hope yeah yeah I, and hopefully yeah it's all just a wash and we can go into our next game yeah. positive winning can solve conflict hopefully and and hopefully this isn't much of a conflict, but it just felt like something should out. Yep, 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 yep. All right, so moving forward this Saturday, we have Atlanta, possibly the hottest team in the league, coming to Chester. Um, are you going to that? One? Are you going to that one? No, I'm. I will not be able to make that one. All right, cool. Sounds good. Um, <laughs> Um, oh man, I think I have a birthday party, a one, no, four-year-old birthday party that afternoon. Shoot, anyway, I know, rough life, rough life. <laughs> Atlanta's freaking hot right now. They're doing great. Barco's banging in free kicks left and right. Mar- uh, Joseph Martinez, uh, he's scoring. What's your prediction for that game? I, I, I have a good feeling. Going into that game because one we've handled Atlanta all year, and I know that's with the previous coach and Pineda's got them clicking, and you know Joseph and, and like you said, those guys are, are are clicking. But um, I I just I, I think it, the Union have a lot to like. I feel like almost this Champions League thing, or and and the kind of the slump that they were in. I, I kind of got the sense that they have like a chip on their shoulder with and and this this Orlando win kind of like proved that they like are you know they have something to prove and and and, and want to show that they are a solid MLS playoff team and I I think 
they're they're gonna carry that into this Atlanta game and take get the job done. I, I, I don't know. That's that's my kind of optimistic feeling, and and hopefully I'm not being too naive. Yeah, I I, I would agree. I think I think we're gonna, I think we're in for uh, a good one here. I'm gonna predict a two zero win. I really just wanted a prediction. I didn't really care for all your narrative, but go for it. All right. Well, I'll, I'll say a three-one win. Three-one. <laughs> <laughs> so we both have a win by uh, by two goals. I like that. Yeah. Cool, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you guys have stuck around and listened to the Doopy Brothers for far too long. The second half of the episode is with Jack McGlynn and Nathan Harriel. It is so fun talking to these two guys. Um, definitely our most fun interview. So thank you all for tuning in. You're all fantastic people. Um, and really, really just sit back and enjoy these two goofballs. They are funny. And uh, thanks and keep being good people. Yeah, last time you heard from us, it was episode 100. We thought that was an exciting one, but that is nothing compared to what we got going on tonight. Um, we've got an interview with not one, but two cool dudes from the union. We have two homegrowns, two of our heroes. We got... Mr. Jack McGlynn and Nate Harrell. Boys, welcome, Jack. Welcome, Nate. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Good to be here. Yeah, thanks um, for joining. All right. Yeah. All right. So you're already lying because you said it's good to be here, but we appreciate <laughs> it. Um, so, yeah. So a little backstory on this. Me and Luke talked to Nate a couple weeks ago for our original 101th episode. Jack hacked into our system, deleted the recording, and so that he could be on the official 101th episode, 101st episode. 101. So, 101. <laughs> That's a former go. math teacher for you, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's let's get right into it. Um, both you guys came up through the union, came into the uh, union through the academy life. So, um, if if you could tell us kind of what academy life was like, and maybe give us what your favorite thing about your time at the union academy was. Yeah, so, Jack, why don't you go first? We'll put you on the spot. Right, um, I moved to Union Academy, I think, summer of 2019 uh, for U17 year, and I moved into the residency house. And I, 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 it was just a great time there. Just a lot of friends and the house parents were great to us. Like they did everything for us. But Academy, we would have like double training. So we would have training in the morning and then school in between and then training, sometimes training in the afternoon, but it would be light in the afternoon. And then it was just, it was just a lot of fun because we had like probably the best team in the country. So like every weekend we would just go out and just beat teams left and right. And then we were just like, it was me, Paxton, Quinn, Brandon, Craig, all of us. I mean, we were just a good team, and it was just a lot of fun playing with all those guys throughout the academy. Yeah, that, that sounds pretty fun. I feel a little yeah. left out, but, you know. <laughs> Nate, what about you? What was one of your favorite things about being in the academy? Honestly, I think it's the house, too, because, like, I was in the house for two years. Jack was in there for – how long were you in there for, Jack? Like A year and a half. year and a half. I was in there for two years, and I got two, two different houses – but um no like the house is so many great memories in the house things I went down it was just no matter how bad the day of, at school was or training if it wasn't your best day like as soon as you go back to the house like all that went away and it was just like just jokes at the house. Does living at that kind of house does that just feel like just like an extended sleepover with your friends or does it feel like a little more professional sometimes because you are you know doing having these these hard days these you know with training in school like how how does it feel in those situations? I don't know. It's like, just like, I mean, yeah, they're like, like they turn into your family after a while. Cause you know, you eat with them, 
you, you do everything with them together. So, so like I get I, for me, it would be like just like a family household, not like a sleepover with friends or like just like a like a escape from soccer. It's more of like just an extended family that I I gained when I moved up here. That's awesome. And so, uh, so you guys went through the academy. Now you're you signed with Union One, the the real team or the you know one squad. So kind of talk about that jump in speed going from the academy and you two. Um, how did that feel? What kind of things did you notice going from maybe it was just practices? Now you guys both have game experience. What's like the jump in speed feel like for you mentally and physically? Um, I would say like going from academy to USL, it was just mostly a lot more physical. Like the players weren't that much like you weren't like, wow, like these guys are like Jamiro Montero. Like there's none of those type kind of players. Like he's a special player. So like when you go from USL to the first team, you get those kind of players where you look at them and you're like, wow, like this guy is, he's a, he's a special player. Yeah. I've said the same thing, you know, like um, for me to play in, from Academy to USL is more just like the physical aspect, you know, like I'm not like, not, not to brag or anything, but like, I'm more like a phys- I'm like extremely like athletic and stuff. Jack would know FIFA card shows, but um, <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah, just um, just like the physical part, but then like what he said to make the first team jump, it's more of like people might not be as athletic, but they're extremely smart and like just like the spatial awareness, everything's sharp. There's no like they do all the little things correct ten out of ten times, rather than the USL like you can get away with like making a mistake, making a mistake. I feel like I noticed that when kind of watching you homegrowns out there. I feel like your guys' technical ability is. I mean, you're, you're not missing us. You're not missing a thing. Everyone's touch is on point and your decision-making is all fantastic. So it's cool to hear that. You don't really feel that difference because really visually you don't see it out there. You guys, I mean, you step on the field, you belong. And that's cool to see. Um, so as you started, you know, getting into first team minutes and stuff, uh, tell us about your emotions, stepping on the field for the first time being subbed in for the first time or being in that tunnel for your first start what kind of emotions went through your head uh I would say for me it was just like pure excitement really because like getting subbed in my first time I was at home in front of all our fans so it was just like a great feeling when they say your name out loud and everyone's cheers like there's no better feeling than that yeah I would say just like I think just more like uh the nerves you know like when you're in a tunnel Cause that's when like it's it turns serious. Everything's serious when you get in the tunnel. You know you have the fans screaming your name, and like you look to your right and like who you're lined up against with the other team. Like, I mean, for my game, like we both played against New England, you know, the top team in the league. So just like getting that tunnel, like getting ready to play, something you worked for your whole entire life. It's just very nervous. But then I think after like the first five minutes of the game, you're fine. You know, it's just like it's something you've done your whole entire life. You know, like Jack, I remember this man trying to act like a father figure to me before my first game. I was saying how like, oh, it's just another game. Like, you're fine. <laughs> but no, just like, just just nervous, just nervous. Did you have people who ran through your head? Like, do you think about like your family or was there any like people who, I don't know, made you kind of feel like emotional thinking about all that brought you to that moment? Uh, I, for me, I didn't feel emotional. I was just thinking of like my dad and like, because he's trained me throughout like my whole life. So I was just like remembering what he taught me and I was knowing that I'm capable of belonging on that field. So that's what I was just thinking of. Um, For me, it probably is like family back at home, you know, because like I don't come from like a soccer family at all. 
you know, it's every other sport besides soccer. For, so for me, it's like thinking of my family, how like the people have told my parents to like get that kid off the soccer field, get him a football field or something else like that. So just like showing people back at home and like what this work has done was probably the, the thing I thought about the most. Do you think that coming from a non-soccer family and, and do you think that is going to translate to making more soccer interest in your family and maybe from your area in Florida? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Cause like from where I'm at in Florida, it's a lot of baseball, it's a lot of football. That's like the main two things, you know? And like all my friends, no one plays soccer. No one in my family, on my mom or dad's eyes play soccer. So like, I'm the only one, but I mean, shit. like people have definitely, family members have definitely started to get into soccer ever since they've seen like the union store. Nice. Yeah, so it's kind of funny that like you're kind of like the odd man out, but then you're here like you're a pro already and you're just like, oh, what's up? I'm I'm a professional yeah. soccer player. <laughs> like that's yeah. a nice flex on everyone. Yeah. yeah. Now, did you guys think like as you're growing up and planning on, you know, realizing that you're better than all the other kids you're playing with, did you imagine that you were going to be here at such a young age, you know, on the Doopy Brothers podcast? <laughs> like that must be... <laughs> But no, like being pros, like it, was this kind of where you thought you'd be at 18 and 20? Um, for me, I I never really thought of it like that. I like for me, I knew I was going to take soccer like a lot more serious when I got called to my first national camp. I think it was under 14. And that that was when it hit me. I was like, wow, like I have a chance of like becoming a pro. And like that's when like my mind was solely like on soccer. So I really never thought about what I would be like, where I would be when I was like 20. Yeah, I think I was saying for Jack, you know, like for the longest time for me, like I'm not from like an MLS Academy. You know, I joined extremely late. I joined U19 year, but like for me, the biggest thing was just like just going to college and getting a college education. But then I guess like it turned real serious, like when you get first calling your first camp, you know, because like those kids, I know a lot of kids in Jack's age group, like all those kids are mostly homegrown kids, you know, like same for my age group, they're homegrown and European kids. So, um, no, I just, I mean, I never really thought of it until like I came here and like you got the call in the camp. So when you're in the, in the academy, um, did you guys, do you create some sort of plan with your coaches of like when you might hit this, this step to hit, like the, have a chance at the first team or is that just kind of like, or how much prep or, uh, time ahead do you will you will you learn that you're going to be joining the first team or getting that contract um for me like when I first got here they had like a development plan of like where they see you in that amount of time but like it's all up to you basically like how you perform on the field like there's no gimmies so like but they have like an idea of like where they want to see you yeah no I think it's like what he says like the idea that like, how they see you because you know they brought you here for a reason if you're from out of state you know but I think it's more of like the chances that you get, you know, like you get your chances with the you set the academy team, you know, you perform well there, then you train with Union Two, and then you go from Union Two to playing in USL games, and then you might get called up to first team training or whatsoever. So I think just like going with the process and taking it step by step. And so, kind of a question about so you guys talked about um, living in the house and the academy and stuff, and kind of thinking like you're kind of skipping over like a college step, but you kind of already got that kind of as a youth in the academy. Um, do you ever think about college and um, 
I don't know, like what's, what's the role of education in your life or has your family said anything like, Hey, you know, after being pro, make sure you go, you know, to this college or whatever. Any thoughts about um, that? Right now, like I'm taking a, cause I graduated high school this year. So I'm waiting till the winter and I'm going to start like online college at USC. So, and that's like the one that MLS is like starting to provide for like some of their athletes. So that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, no, for me, like it was my, my dad and my mom were like, if you're going to go this route and skip college and you still have to get education because like this ends sooner than later, you know, like after this over, like you're going to have to come to the real world and have a job and stuff like that. So I think education, education is really big, you know, because like for myself, just because like it gets the brain going with everything still. So you have to be checked in mentally every single day at training. That's awesome. That, that was a parent. That was a question from both your parents. They told me to ask that. So um, they're huge fans, huge fans of the podcast. <laughs> is, there, um, is there a player or maybe two players in the locker room who has the biggest influence on you and maybe acts like a parent to you guys? Um. For me, I would probably say Jack Elliott and Joe Bendick because they're always, like, chatting to me. And, like, Jack Elliott not so much doesn't give me that much advice. He's more of, like, a like a, a funny guy. But Joe, like, he always trying to help me out on the field. He's, like, pointing out little things to me, like, where to move and all that. So, he's, like, he helps me out a lot on the field. I would say, yeah, Joe Bendick. He's, like, a father figure. All the young kids on the field. Like, just, like, to everybody in general. They're, like – with his advice and all with playing like movements and and then like off the field stuff, it would be El Senior because like we got a lot of good advice off the field. A lot of good advice. Jack would know a lot too. Invest in Bitcoin two years ago. He said <laughs> <it>. Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, Bitcoin, no no girlfriend and subscribe to his Twitch. Those are the three three things in life. All right. That's phenomenal. That's uh, that's hilarious. Um Who's who's the locker room funny guy? You said Jack's pretty funny, but is is he the funniest? I don't know. Like, I think it'd be a toss up between. I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, everyone's kind of funny in the locker room. Like, Sergio's up there because he's always doing something stupid. Same with Jose and Baizo. Those those three are always up to something. Always up to something. <laughs> now, do you guys ever play pranks on on each other or on coaches? <laughs> <laughs> we uh some people like to play pranks and it's getting annoying because some people like to take take shoes and hide them. It's getting or a little bit too getting too serious. So are, are you gonna name names or do you know who it is? Like oh, he's we know a Scottish it. guy. He's a Scottish oh, yeah. guy. Ah, okay. He just got here. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. <laughs> now do you think that is that like a scottish tradition is it just like something like in his culture where he's like this is what you do 100 he's, he's told me some stories of what they did in scotland and he's he's taking it easy on us i think <laughs> okay <laughs> wow <laughs> oh that's phenomenal oh i love it any anyone ever pull pranks on like jim or ernst or pat any of the coaches uh no nah. is that too much too much <laughs> too much <laughs> um can you guys tell us kind of on a game day what's your day like from uh you know morning to night like what do you wake up is there a team meal how soon do you have to get to uh the stadium say it's a seven o'clock kickoff or like a saturday night saturday game 
what's your game day routine kind of look like? Um, I'd say I get up at like, if the game's at seven, get up at like nine, nine thirty. I, I attempt to make an omelet. It sometimes goes well, sometimes doesn't. Um, then I just watch some YouTube. I stretch out a lot of foam roll. Um, my pregame meal is usually Chipotle. I get a bowl. <laughs> and then and then I head to the stadium. Say the game's at 7, we would have to be there at like 5.30. So I would get to the stadium at like 4.45 or 5. And then when we get there, we usually have a couple of games of tech ball before we go out and warm up. Nice. I would say, like, same thing, but, like, I don't play tech ball. Like, I know my limits. <laughs> I don't be playing tech before the game. I just be chilling in the locker room on my, on my phone with my, with my AirPods in. But Chipotle is definitely the key for every single game. So, like, they've been slacking lately. They've been slacking lately to forget some stuff, but Chipotle is definitely the pregame meal. How many guys in the locker room are eating Chipotle before the game? Is it just you two, or is it, like, a team meal? I have no idea. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, let's see. Luke, you, you came up with a couple good brother questions. Go ahead, fire those. I love these questions. Since yeah, so, we are the brothers. So this one's for Jack. Um, we know you have a brother who plays up in uh, Hartfield and, uh, for the, in the USL. What was it like playing against him? And then if my research is correct, you scored a goal against them in that game? What was that like? Yeah, I did. I did. Um, it was it was really cool because my whole family was there, and it was it was weird. It, I'm not gonna lie, it was weird <laughs> seeing him on like the other team because I grew up training with him like every day, and there was times where I was like, oh, I can't pass him the ball because he's on the other team because that would be bad. Um, but it was funny. We would always like talk trash to each other whenever we knew each other. He almost broke my ankle on a tackle. Um. <laughs> But scoring on him was the best part of all of it. And I celebrated in front of all their fans, which is the best part. That's awesome. Was what that position does he play? Uh, he plays center mid as well. So we were doing oh, okay. together. Yeah, so it was good. Oh, that's sick. Was that the only game you played against him? In your, in like no, no, no. We, we, we played them, I think, three times. Okay. Uh, two of the times weren't so good. Uh, no, the one that the second time was a lucky. It was lucky. Gotcha. Yeah, they had the goldie year against us. Oh, okay. No, yeah. That's bringing back some memories. Got it. Sorry, sorry to bring that up. Way to go, Luke! <laughs> Ruining this interview. <laughs> okay. Um, so for for Nate, I know you you have a brother who plays uh, baseball. Did you have any opportunities growing up playing against him in baseball, soccer, or any sport? No, he's four years younger than me. So okay, like, that age difference, but like we never like really put like. I could never get into baseball because it was like too slow, but that's something he loves to do. So like we like don't really get to play each other like on a competitive, like on a, like a organized level, but like huh. we in like the front yard, or, like go to the park and like play basketball or something. I'm still beating him. Like, I'm not losing to him. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, right. I hear you. Hey, when you're old like us, well me, you'll get to play with maybe your brother. Like I got to play with my brother Luke. Uh, in the most recent years a couple times it's pretty fun so something to look forward to when you get your 30s so yeah just you might still be pro i i was not pro in my 30s so yeah we we have a six-year age gap and i'm just now catching up to them so it it takes some time (laughs) (laughs) um awesome awesome so that was all the serious stuff believe it or not now we're going to get into some fun stuff 
I know that stuff was boring and there was no laughing there. Um, so FIFA rankings came out and Luke looked at them. I have not, we're going to do something on, on the pod ourselves with the FIFA rankings, but just in general, do you guys talk about that in the locker room? Do you uh, like give each other crap for each other's FIFA rankings? Is that something that comes up or is it not? Uh, it's it's come up recently since they just came out. Stu hasn't been happy at all. He's not happy with the rating. I think you should be pleased with his, his, his pace rating. That's the only thing that comes <laughs> up. It's not about the overall. It's just about pace. That's all it is. <laughs> and so how accurate is that? Because I feel like I feel like recently I saw him playing and I was like, wow, he's got some pace. He caught up to a guy. Like, do you guys feel like it's yeah. pretty accurate or not accurate at all? Uh, he, he deserves to be at 57. Like he, he's quick, but he's not like he's not fast. Yeah, he's 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 57. He deserves that. But my shooting is a 40, and it's dis- Nate has the same shooting as me. And that's disrespectful. <laughs> it's not really helpful so. I think he's more to struggle that his pace is like seven behind me. That's very my pace is my best attribute somehow, and it is my worst attribute. <laughs> so you guys clearly have looked at these yeah. very closely. Yeah. I see. Yeah, right. the clip came out the other day when they gave us to us, and we found out. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean it's cool. You guys both have the same overall rating, but at at fifty nine, um, it, it is interesting. You have different, you know. Yeah, uh, you're bet better at, at kind of different things, but uh, so you, you guys feel pretty okay with 59 both you? I want my pace a little bit higher, I think I should be in the 80s, but like, okay, yeah, but... <laughs> I'm just disappointed <laughs> with my shooting and my passing rating. That's it. I, I would have expected your passing to be a little higher too. I, I know you got that sweet left foot, but you know, well, it'll come. He didn't say anything about your shooting, though, so I guess he thinks that's yeah, fine. Yeah. Hey, I mean, yeah. okay, uh, on the shooting note, does, has Paxson and Quinn given you guys crap for uh, not scoring bangers on your on your openers? Because that's that's kind of the, the thing, start, trend they started. Uh, uh, that's, a, that's a short topic for me. <laughs> I, I did. You were so close, Jack. You were so close. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think more if, if I did against New England, then it would have it been bad. Like, it would have uh-huh. been bad him. <laughs> that's <laughs> nah, okay that's why we can't get them on the pod they're they're on like bigger pods but you know we we settled but uh nah, you guys will get them you guys will certainly get them we've seen yeah. what you can do uh, <laughs> um so between the two of you who's the better fifa player i think i know the answer but it's, it's obvious you don't even ne- next question you don't even need to know the answer <laughs> to that there's, not even there. there's no fight <laughs> it's gotta you know where the buttons are <laughs> so uh, i know you won that uh tournament at uh subaru park um uh, was that just awesome uh, jack we're talking to oh, you yeah 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 it was, great. it was great like playing against all the fans we got to play on the big screen too which mm-hmm. was really cool are there any teammates that, that uh, can keep up with you on fifa no 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 <laughs> matt real thinks he can paxton thinks he can it's, they're not they're bad gotcha okay <laughs> All right, so between the two of you, we're going to ask a couple questions here. Um, Just between the two of you guys, who is more likely to? All right, so between the two of you, who is more likely to be late to practice? Me. Nate. (laughs) (laughs) I like the unanimous answer. Yeah. Go ahead, Luke. All right. Who is more likely to order a dessert even if Ronaldo's around? Nate. Okay. 
And what, what would that be, Nate? What, what's your dessert of choice? Uh, anything. Okay. It's <laughs> easy. Easy to please. I like it. Who's more likely to fall asleep on the team bus? Nate. Yeah. Uh, who's more most likely to pull a prank on a bat? I don't what? Pull a prank on a bat. Oh, me. Jack. Okay. Yeah. Who would you pull too? a prank on? If Stewart's considered a vet, it would definitely be him. Okay. We'll consider everyone over 20 a vet for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, then Matt Real, too. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Uh, who's more likely to get a hole in one? No, <laughs> there's some debating with that one. There's some debating with that one. <laughs> there's some debating with that one. <laughs> Uh, a little bit of debate on that one, Jack. Jack put his hand up quick. Um, <laughs> just a reminder, this is not a visual platform. Uh, this is... <laughs> oh, well, it is me for anyone listening. I don't... <laughs> so, um, I'm not going to try to argue with him because it's going to get nowhere, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, who's most likely to lock their keys in their apartment? Nate. Yeah. Nate. Now, do you guys, I know you guys are our neighbors. Have you exchanged keys? Are you guys like keeping on chopping each other stuff? No, no. Okay. No. no. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, who's more likely to get caught street racing? Jack McGlynn. Got a little what? left foot. Jack McGlynn. No, no, no. Left foot. No, no. Okay. Okay. Who's got the nicer car? Me. Nate, don't even bring a car. Nate, Nate. even got a screen. <laughs> my, car, my car is, but he has a mom van, basically. Bro, it's a, it's an SUV. How are you calling it an SUV? It's a mom. It's, like, it's a soccer mom car. That's what he got. <laughs> Bro, Nate, do you, do you want to tell us what kind of car it is? He can't park either. He can't park. It's a, um, when we, when we, it's when a Honda. Like, we'll have, have his phone hooked up to the ox. We'll hit a bump and it just stops. All right, <laughs> uh, yeah, that happens. But your um, car takes always on. Always on. <laughs> and Nate, what uh, do you, you drive? I don't be complaining though. I don't complain because it's, it's it's free ride. So I'm I'm chilling. In the All right, that's I, don't what I, yeah. I don't complain. <laughs> I don't know if it helps or hurts the case. I also have a Hyundai Santa Fe. Yeah. And I'm yeah. Married, <laughs> thirty four, two kids, and uh, I've been undrafted for the last fourteen years. So uh, I don't know. I don't know if that helps or hurts your case, but that helps. let's go. That's what I like to hear. I'm cool. All right. So exactly. teammates, we're going to ask about teammates now. Who's the teammate or coach uh, for this one? Who's most likely to go bungee jumping? Oh, maybe Stu. I mean, maybe um, Stu. I think Cole. I think Cole, Cole yeah. would. Mm. Oh, very nice. Very nice. All right. Who's most likely to hop in goal when Blake sees a red and there's no subs left? Myself. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Okay. You played any goal growing up or just uh, that's just your, your athletic abilities? I'm just, I'm just that guy. Yeah? Okay. Who would you least like one? Who least likely would be it? Or who would you want to be like, no, he definitely cannot go in? A man on the, on the call. <laughs> what? Me, I would definitely be Stu. He is not coordinated enough to be goalie. I could see Stu being pretty not coordinated. Yeah. I don't know. I could see that. His name's Stuart. I don't know. <laughs> um, 
who's the <laughs> who's the teammate most likely to lead the team in a sing along? Sergio. 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 Yeah. And does that happen? Is that like a pretty common thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's his go-to song right now? I don't, I don't even understand. I don't know what they're saying. It's <laughs> also so I have no clue. Gotcha. <laughs> Love it. Uh, who's most likely to break a golf club? Someone did yesterday. Ooh, do tell. Uh, it was a bad shot. It was a bad shot. Uh, was it you? Yeah, it didn't go well. Oh, yeah, it was. Oh, no. Well, it was part It was part Greg. It was It was bent, and then Greg went to unbend it, and he snapped it in half. So, but it's all good because I got another one for free from the from the clubhouse, so it was, we were chilling. Nice. Oh, man, must be nice. Look at that. Oh, I love it. What teammates most likely to play another professional sport? You better say it. it's me. <laughs> what? In what? <laughs> me. In what sport? 100% football. 100 and you know don't Oh no, don't. I claimed you in football. No you didn't. It was no I oh. Like again, there's no point of arguing with this kid cuz he just goes on and talks nonsense. <laughs> it's Brandon Craig in golf. This man oh, that, is nice. That one too. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, Luke, new rule. We always have two players on for interviews because this is phenomenal. <laughs> this is, I absolutely yeah. love this. <laughs> this is great. Um, what are we on next? Is it oh, the last one? Okay. Uh, who's most likely to start their own podcast? Who won't shut up, basically? <laughs> Probably El Senior because he streams a lot. Mm. Mm. Yeah, based on those those points you brought up, I think he would be have an interesting uh, life advice uh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what? So tell me something that like El Sino's ta- told you guys or taught you guys about his uh, past or something, because he's he's got a pretty decorated career. What's something like? Just enlighten us on something that El Sino's told you guys. Uh, he's talking about like his time at Shakhtar, how like their coach like would like give them like a lot of runs or something if they didn't win that would make the team like want to win so much so they wouldn't have the run that have the day off next so he was like he tells a lot of stories from like their his, his time at shock though which are really cool that's cool yeah, awesome awesome all right ah, luke i guess we're to the big the big competition here all right right sure anything all right so um, so now, so that was all like sort of fun. This is going to be super duper fun. Um, so we're going to do a this or that. I guess I kind of took this from uh, another podcast, the Benny Salad Ike podcast, um, where it'll just be a minute and either me or Luke will read you a this or that. So like uh, cats or dogs or whatever. And you just quickly say it. And then we move on to the next one. We'll see how many you can get in a minute. It'll be a race to see who can get the most. Um, and the winner gets bragging rights and uh, um, a million dollars. We'll just, we'll, we'll just throw out a million. We'll say it's from Jamiro or something. Um, uh, all right. So, uh, Jack, you get to choose who you want to read to you, AJ or Luke. Um, I'll do any, me, my, mo just to make it fair on my screen. <laughs> this guy, this guy. I got AJ. 
I knew he was going to say that's the right choice. You're right. Um, thanks. Thanks for being polite to Luke, but Nate, you get to, Nate, you get to choose if you want to go first or second. Go first. You're going first. All right. So Luke, I've got a minute on uh, the computer here. Um, I'll just do a little tallies on my paper for how many you get, and then we'll see how many you lose by. All right. All so right. the timer will start after you read the first question. Okay. All right. All right. All right, you Nate, ready, Nate? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. All right, pizza or tacos? Pizza. Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Adidas or Nike? Nike. Apple or Android? Apple. Beats or AirPods? Beats. Go to the beach on vacation or go to the mountains on vacation? Mountains, I live at the beach. Okay. Day, day off or golf outing? Day off. Supporter Shield or MLS Cup? MLS Cup. Champions League or MLS Cup? MLS Cup. Score a, a winning tap-in or a banger to go up three? One, uh, winning tap-in. Uh, leg day or upper body day? Uh, leg day. Chipotle or Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A. Instagram or TikTok? TikTok. Uh, Brendan or Paxton? Brendan. Uh, a World Cup every four years or a World Cup every two years? Four years. Uh, Drake or Kanye? Drake. Uh, Leagues Cup or o U.S. Open Cup? Leagues Cup. Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. Talking Pets? Right. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, this won't count, but we have to ask this one. About, this is our dad's entry. Talking Pets or Talking Babies? Oh, yeah. I forgot that our dad sent that in. We asked yeah. a bunch of Twitter followers last time with Nate to send some in, and our dad sent that one in. We never asked them that. Yeah. So now, I had to get it in. Yeah. Now, Jack, just as Luke asked some of the same questions we asked Nate last time. So uh, I could have answered a handful of these. So we're up <laughs> a little bit against them. Um, it's, it's not fair. They cheated already, but hey, it's cool. I've got it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not even I'm not even worried. I'll probably just sit here for the first 30 seconds and then we'll get started. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So, Luke, are you going to be able to tally? Can you, you going to be able to keep up with this? Uh, yeah, one second. Let me bring up. Okay. Do you, I have a minute timer. I can do that part. I just want to start it. Okay, I mean, I, I can do the timer, too. Wow, look at you, man. Look at you. You're going to cheat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like 15 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> All right. Just, All right, you guys ready? All right, remember, the timer doesn't start until after I get I finish the last I question. You. I got you, I got you. You got it? All right, because uh -huh. I'm not trying to lose here. All right, Jack, are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, I'm not, we're not losing this. Okay. <clears throat> no. All right, here we go. World Cup or Champions League? World Cup. Chocolate milk or apple juice? Apple juice. Fortnite or Warzone? Warzone. Laser tag or batting cages? Laser tag. Union one or Union two? Union one. Mini golf or driving range? Driving range. Nicer hair, Aurelian Collin or Sergio Santos? Collin. <laughs> uh, Olympic curling or Olympic badminton? Badminton. LeBron or MJ? LeBron. Tom Brady or Jalen Hurts? Brady. Ice cream cake or cupcakes? Ice cream cake. Cardio or weightlifting? Cardio. Snickers or Reese's? Reese's. Bedoya with short hair or Bedoya with long hair? Long hair. 
Who is older, Elsino or Joe Bendick? Elsino. Paxton or Brendan? That's time. Brendan. All right. So, all right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Son of a. That's on me. Oh, we lost by two. I'll just, man, I, I think I, I, I had too much wording in it. Uh, yeah. Like Bedoya with short hair. I put four words. That's on me, Jack. That's on me. I'm going to take Don't that. Don't worry. We had, we had more fun. We had more fun. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, me and Nate were killing it. No, no, I, Nate, fell asleep, Nate <laughs> fell asleep around uh, second 44. Um, here, here's all I'll just throw out. I had a couple that were left, and I thought this might be good for the group before we get out of here. Um, if you like had a million dollars or something and you could buy a new, would you rather have new socks every day or a new bath towel every day? What was the second uh, bath towel? Bath towel, new, like, you know, soft, fluffy bath towel or new socks? New socks. Bath socks. Towel. Bath towel. Luke? I think I might go bath towel. No one cares. All right. Do you prefer a nap? <laughs> Do you prefer a nap on the couch or a nap on in the bed? Couch. 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 Luke. That's the right answer. It's couch. Yeah, couch. No, you can't be that. Would you rather fight a duck-sized horse or a horse-sized duck? Duck-sized horse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's one more. Do you, would you rather? You didn't let, you didn't let Nate answer the duck sized horse or the horse sized duck. It's sorry, the most important. Duck sized horse. Duck sized horse. Yeah, that's probably right. You just like kick it, but we're not <laughs> kicking horses on this podcast. All right, Luke, one more. Go ahead. Um, would you rather spend a year in jail or spend time in jail until you solve a Rubik's cube? Until you solve the Rubik's cube? Yeah. A year in jail. There's no hope of me doing that. <laughs> I'm a, I, I feel like I can solve a Rubik's Cube. Yeah, I, I feel like you either could do it or you go crazy and it, yeah, it makes I'm gonna it I'm going to figure it out somehow. Yeah. I mean, you got a year. Hopefully less. I, there's no hope of me solving that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Just take, take it. Uh, that's, that's, that's a good one, Luke. All right. I'll, I'll give it to you. Um, gosh. All right. I think we've had these guys on for enough. They've, they've got lives they got to get to. You and me got nothing to do, Luke. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. Jack, Nate, we appreciate you guys coming on. I had a lot of fun. Luke probably had a lot of fun. I hope you guys yep. had some fun tonight. We appreciate it a lot. Um, hey, good luck the rest of the way this year. Let's make those playoffs. And let's win ourselves an MLS Cup, boys. Good luck the rest of the way. And thank you, thank you from all the Doopy Brother listeners Thanks, and everyone. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.